0: Ha ha ha
1: ha! So far, this is the best episode ever.
0: (laughs) The lips, the teeth, the tip of the tongue.
2: There we go. (laughs) Shall shall we?
1: Oh sure, let's go. A special. Reef, Brendan Adkins, Lucius Squat, Sean Bonner, Samantha Selma, Ryan Wachtel,
2: Alex Jordan, and Nav Pawera. Thank you so much.
1: Oh, today's episode of Let's Make Mistakes is brought to you by our Friends at an Event Apart, a conference for people who make websites. How are you, Jesse?
0: Um, it's a slow week.
1: Okay. Also with us today in the studio, we have a. Re- I think um, you he's like the Alec Baldwin of Let's Make Mistakes at this point,
0: like in a good way or a like bad a, way. Like
1: he's he's our our most returned guest.
2: Should I call my daughter and
1: scream at her on her answering machine? Yes, please. We have Jared Spool <laughs> with us today. Do you know how Eric Alec Baldwin was on like Saturday Night Live like? Every three weeks. That's
2: sure. what I meant.
0: He's in the he's in the he's in the five timers club, right? Sure. Five plus. Who me? Yeah. Uh,
2: I think this is my fourth show. Four. Oh, so
0: you're not you don't get a smoking jacket yet?
2: No, but does it actually smoke? It does. Oh, that's. We're we're trying to get it to quit. But
0: a vaping jacket.
2: There you go. I, uh, well, quitting is easy i've done it hundreds of times there you go
0: what kind of things have you quit recently
2: uh i quit telling quit jokes i have one he quit being single recently i did quit being single recently so congratulations thank you thank you i i am i am happily not single (laughs) how's it feel um it feels pretty awesome actually it doesn't feel very different when i'm with Dana it only feels different when I'm talking about her uh, and she's not around because I use words like wife where I used to use girlfriend or fiance or overlord
0: you can still <laughs> use overlord
2: I think yeah, I can you, yeah you probably <laughs> should it's actually interchangeable. Yeah. Yeah. you know I, I wanted to have the ring engraved to say um the one ring that is ruled by the other ring
1: but Costco doesn't engrave no
2: they don't <laughs> Costco. If you think I would buy my ring at Costco? This is a Walgreens ring.
1: <laughs> I got mine at Costco.
2: I see. Now you were smart because I paid way more.
1: Yeah, I got mine in a box of six. Right? I was gonna say, did it come so in box? So I can pallet? do this a few more times. <laughs> do what? Uh, a few
0: more times? Get
1: married. There you go.
0: When did you get married, Mike?
1: A couple years ago.
0: A couple years ago? Yeah. Has it really been that long now? Has it? I don't know.
1: 2012. You've been married as long as I've known yeah. you. December 24th, 2012.
0: Okay, so like like one and a half years ago.
2: Yeah,
1: one hmm. and a half. That's years ago. That's one. I and got a half. I
2: got married hours ago. Hours. Like Near how many hours. hours ago? Uh. Well, it was.
1: Uh. You're not measuring time the Jared Spool way. How uh, many it, plane trips ago did it, well, you get married? It was married? one
2: plane trip ago, but it <laughs> was uh, it, no, it's it's 53 hours ago.
0: Wait, what are you doing here?
2: Um,
1: Spending his honeymoon with me.
2: Yeah.
0: Did you guys get married to each other? We could. <laughs> and because uh, you you um, perceive time differently, it feels like a year and a half ago to you, and it feels like 50 hours ago to you.
2: Um. No. Are you sure? (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean... Like, are you positive? That that could be true about the time thing, but it's not true about the being married to each other thing. Jared,
1: last time you were here, you had this nutty idea about starting a school.
2: I did. And it still is nutty. But we're further along on the nutty. (laughs) Tell me about it.
1: Do you you have an actual school now? We have an
2: actual school. It's called Center Center. Uh, A word, a name that, that, that... that struggles to be done in a purely auditory fashion, but it works, Uh, C-E-N-T-E-R, C-E-N-T-R-E, just think American, British.
1: I always get those confused. Yes. Which center comes first? I know.
0: Well, and you just pronounce it center, center.
1: Center, centre.
0: Center, center, like without the T. Center,
1: center. center. center.
0: Yeah, you don't pronounce the T in them.
1: I did, center.
2: (laughs) He's from Philly.
0: Say something that starts with an H. (laughs) Shut
2: up. <laughs> like herb. Herb. There you go. Or illbilly? Hillbilly.
0: It had a little bit of H in there.
2: there you Hilarious.
0: Hilarious.
1: There
2: you go. So uh so yes, this it's a two-year bricks-and-mortar school to create industry-ready user experience designers that will be based in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And as of last week, we are now open for uh, accepting applications. And uh, school will start September 29th of 2014. And we're really excited. We've had a whole bunch of applications already. The students that are applying Look like just the type of people we're looking for, and it's and um, uh, so it's been it's been a really exciting process. It's been so much work to get ready to do this, but it's now we're here and now we're really it feels real.
1: That's that's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. What type of students are you looking for?
2: Um, We're looking for students uh, who. They don't need to have previous design experience because this is a school that's going to create junior designers. Okay. So it it's for people who want to break into design. And it's a very intensive program. There's a ton of stuff to learn because we're creating uh, user experience generalists. So these are people who are going to learn information architecture and visual design and interaction design and user research techniques and all the different parts of of user experience so we need people who are good learners so what we're looking for in candidates for the school is a demonstration that in their life they have decided that they really wanted to learn something and they went after it and they showed grit and tenacity and they just took in everything they could and mastered it and it doesn't matter one of the uh applicants we're looking at uh, is coming out of the construction industry and he basically he he taught himself how to do construction got himself a job has been doing okay but now wants to do more design related work wants to be in tech and and so we're talking to him about about the program and you know that's the sort of thing we're looking for do they have a history of of when they want to do something they just go after it and and spend the time and effort to teach themselves how to do it because we're going to give a beautiful environment for folks who, um, uh, who are really good at at learning, and we've got a fabulous faculty lined up, and it's and it's working out, it's working out to be really cool.
0: You said um, that it's kind of to train people to be junior designers. Is that um, is that kind of, I guess, is there, are there any overtones of there being more aspiration for like these people maybe to like go on to like. Focus on something else, or to be generalists in the industry. Uh,
2: the there's a huge demand right now
0: mm-hmm.
2: for um, people who can sit down and take a project, yeah, and just work on it, and, yeah, and, and run and with it, run with it, and get it done, and. They will work with other people. They don't necessarily have to be the creative director. They Mm -hmm. don't have to be the one who sets the vision out. But they can take the vision of a good creative director Mm -hmm. and working under the guidance of a good project leader and a good project manager, uh, be able to uh, figure out what pieces they're going to do, be a good team player, Mm -hmm. and really go out and master the, the... the work it takes to do the design, go and do user research, go and, and figure out what the users need and, and what the stakeholders want and, uh, work with a team to put design out there, to Mm -hmm. create mocks, to, to create prototypes, to try things out and to really work, um, effectively on, uh, how the, um, uh, the the design it, that they're working on is going to meet the needs of the user. So basically mm-hmm. the way the school works is there's classes there's one every 3 weeks. You take one at a time. One'll be on user research, one'll be on information architecture, one'll be on visual design, you know, when we say visual design things like grid, color, typography, mm-hmm. right? And um what we'll do with all those is we'll uh, each each one starts with two days of a of an industry expert coming in and teaching so we might have somebody like Erica uh, uh, Erica Hall come in and teach two days on user research methods i know her yes yeah uh, biblically and gross <laughs> what do you mean gross <laughs> I was
0: like, oh, come on. I'm being super serious right now.
2: Um, oh, I didn't know this was the super serious show. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, this is Serious Club.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh.
0: Um, so would you say, I, I'm, I'm trying to relate this to like what we have one of. Is this, do you see this as something different as like production designers? Is it like production designers plus that you're fostering here?
2: Yeah, we. I. These are production people.
0: Like good production people. Good
2: pr- people. who... I love
0: a good production designer. I have to say.
2: Yeah, I mean, but they're 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 not going to be chewing out the same comps all day long. Yeah. Right. They're they're going to do. They're going to be generalists. So so the way to think about this is.
1: I see those as different things.
2: Well, it could be because 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 I'm not an agency dude, so I may not know yeah, what a how production do you, person.
1: How how do you? Think of a production designer. I think of a production designer as, as somebody who, like it's a designer without the problem solving level. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's not what I'm talking about. Right. Mm. They're like, hey, I need you to cut out 50 of these. Yeah, no. Right, just. Okay, like, yeah. so not that. I think so I'm, somebody yeah. who's like heads down all day, like. Like, getting something done that they've been told to do,
0: I think I'm spoiled because we have a production designer at Pacific Helm. He calls himself a production designer. and he's like, awesome. He, uh, and and he's not just like cutting assets, but what it is is that, like, if we're working on a large project, um then like Brad or Louie will kind of design the visual direction for it. And then Chereuz takes that look and feel and applies it to the rest. And he makes a lot of UI decisions. Um, and does a lot of asset creation and does a lot of porting over to Android. Um, and so he's very empowered to make decisions, but he is kind of doing the quote unquote busy work in a sense, I guess.
1: So yeah,
2: that sounds
1: that sounds like a step above a, a production person. Yeah, to I me. guess it's somewhere. Yeah, and, and, I, what, and right. I
2: think we're even a step above that. Right. Mm-hmm. And what
1: you're describing to me is like somebody who's starting off on the road to be a designer. Yes. And the junior part is only due to lack of
2: experience at this point. Right, exactly, exactly. So, so, so imagine but you're t- making problem solvers. Yes. Yeah. But we're not. So there are a bunch of schools out there that um, you pay a lot of money to, and they teach you how to think sustainably and organically and and holistically and and all these you know, nice adverbs, and they, they, um, uh, they produce people who, when we talk to the hiring managers, what the hiring managers say is all these kids coming out of school, they think they're going to be creative director in two years. And I don't need any more creative directors. I need people who to work for the creative directors. I need really good people to work for creative mm-hmm. I want to assemble a great team underneath the creative director yep. where the creative director can put their vision out there, and these guys can look at that vision and say, I know how to get us there. Yep. And they and they get us there. And they come up with the look, the feel. They come up. They do the user research. They answer the, the big, deep questions about the, who the users are and what they need. They can get into the... Into what's happening with the stakeholders and what happens with the with in the environment and the context and who's gonna who's gonna use this and how it's gonna work and then they can conduct usability tests and take that feedback back and actually work with the design. They can produce prototypes to test. They can actually create uh, um, uh, detailed. Uh, deliverables to to work with the developers so the developers understand the intent of the design and as the developers are making compromises because of the technology they can work with those developers and communicate okay well if the technology can't do this quite this way what if we did it this other way so and, and that that's probably a step above what we're talking about in terms of production right designer.
1: Mm-hmm. so it, um, let's say as far as user, as doing usability testing could they cre- both create the test and analyze the results of the
2: test? Absolutely. Yeah,
1: then they're mm-hmm. definitely a few steps above a production Yes yeah. mm-hmm. But
2: you know, the, the, it won't be the most miraculous research that's ever been done, but it will do the job for the, for the, for the type of designs that they're working on.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. And, and it has to do with the nature of the projects that they're going to work on. The, the, the students will work on more than 30 projects in the two years that they're going to be there. Most of them are going to be short one to three day duration projects. And they work on them for eight hours a day. So, you know, three days is twenty four hours. So it's equivalent to what you would do in a in a class in a in a school that is on a semester yeah. basis. But um what makes this really different is that is that two out of every three weeks the students are working on what we call the group project. And the group project is a is a five or six person team with one of our full time faculty playing a The role of creative director slash uh, project leader, and that um, uh, those folks will then uh, uh, work on this thing for three to five months, for forty hours a week, two weeks out of every three. So so. That's like 500 hours per person on the team, so the total amount of time on the project for you know is 2,500 hours, 3,000 hours, and it's very different because if you if you go to a design school that's affiliated with a university and you take a semester-long course and you have a you have a project, you're expected to work on that project usually 20 to 30 hours beyond the class time. Right. So, and that seems very generous because most classes are eighteen to twenty-four hours somewhere in there, mm-hmm. right? So, so thirty hours above and beyond class time is, seems like a lot of work, but you know, thirty hours in real life for project work we have a technical name for that. We call it Thursday. <laughs> right. So, uh, so it turns out that that uh, we don't. Uh, we go way beyond that, and this is one of the things the hiring managers told us, is that the folks coming out of school don't know how to do long-term projects. They don't understand that a project has like a seasonal movement, that at the beginning of the project it, it, it feels one way, and in the middle of the project it feels another way, and at the end of the project it feels another way, and they haven't experienced that. Mm-hmm. Our students will experience that you know, five to eight times throughout the uh, two years. And so by the time they graduate, they'll have this portfolio, they'll be able to talk about it, they'll talk about what that uh, start, end, starting game for the project was like, what that mid game for the project was like, what that end game for the project was like. And they'll get to work with developers, they'll get to work with real stakeholders, they'll get to work with real users, and it's a very different type of experience than you see with a lot of students coming out of school today. And that's, that's really what we're going for, and the hiring managers are really excited about this. They... they they really are looking forward to the students we can produce.
1: Mm-hmm. So what do I get when I graduate from your school?
2: Well, you get a laptop.
1: Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, seriously. Your, your, your tuition includes a laptop, which you get to keep. But you also get a diploma, which you get to keep.
0: Is it accredited?
2: It is authorized All for right. the state of Tennessee. Uh, we, are, we are an authorized school. Uh, we are not accredited. Uh, yet, uh, we will probably seek some non-curriculum based accredited, but we're actually avoiding curriculum accreditation Mm -hmm. because curriculum accreditation actually holds schools back. In order to get your curriculum approved in an accredited program, it usually takes around three years. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if we had an accredited program and we'd been around for three years, our first responsive design classes would be coming online now. Because it takes three years to do it. Right. And anything to do with responsive type or, or images, that would take another two years that to show lot up. makes a sense. Yep. So, uh, what we're doing is we're actually leaving the last six months of the program mildly undefined. And by mildly undefined, we mean that, that, that we're not specifically building the curriculum for them until the, until the last minute. And the reason that we're waiting is that we're going to work with companies who are involved in the program and have them tell us what skills they really need these new emerging designers to have. Mm-hmm. So if, you know, whatever the equivalent of, of responsive design would be three years ago, At the end of our program, that's what we want to do. It so you know maybe it's going to be something with Google Glass, or maybe it's going to be something with with um, I don't know uh, uh, Bitcoin, or I I don't know what it's going to be three years. That's the problem. It's all going to be about Bitcoin. It's all going to be about Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Yeah, or Yo. It might be that Yo 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 is the hottest application to hit. Yo is so hot. I'm fine with
0: Yo. I saw it today. I think it's fine. It just it's like it's like poking on Facebook. It's the same. Yeah, there it is. Right. There I you mean, go. It's just like a like a more updated, less super white version of that, right? I don't know. I
2: don't know. Is it?
0: Yeah, I think so. I
2: heard that it's the basis of the new Amazon phone. That that's like the the killer f- app for Amazon phone is Yo.
0: Oh, Amazon phone.
2: <laughs> but so
1: wait a minute. You were talking about com- uh, companies yes. that you were partnering with. Yes. Like
2: like who and how? Well, we're still working through that. Okay. Uh, we hope to be able to make an announcement in the next few weeks. The the um, We have a whole bunch of companies that are very excited to be involved with the program. And, the, and w- what we're doing with the companies is – so in a lot of design schools – They have what's called a portfolio review, which happens towards the end of your tenure at the school in the last few months. Some schools have capstone projects that are sponsored. Um, But in most schools, uh, the companies that might hire you, they show up towards the end of your your last year, and they work with you. Uh, uh, They they interview you. You go through your portfolio. You show them what you've done. And then they say, yeah. You, we'd like to make you an offer and you can come work for us. But they're doing that basically sort of at the end of the curriculum. And the students really don't know much about them because they haven't been involved with these companies. In many cases, they're companies they've never heard of before. And and it's not a... It's not a uh, it, what happens is these people then show up and they're like, this is not the company I imagined it to be. And the company's like, this person said they could do this stuff, but... Now we're seeing that they couldn't. And, you know, there's all this sort of, uh, uh, wow, that wasn't what we were hoping for type thing. So what we're doing is we're getting the, the companies involved all the way through the program. They're going to appoint mentors that will be people who come to the school in Chattanooga. They'll s- sit with the students in the workshops that the industry experts will teach. And they'll be learning alongside. So the students can see them and interact with them and see what kinds of questions they ask, and they can talk about the the problems they're having at, at, at their stuff. And the deal is, is that the mentors will stay a little longer, and they'll um, look over the work that the students have been doing so far, and they'll give them critique, and they'll give them feedback on how they're doing and what they'd like to see from that student to see if that was the right thing, and answer questions about what it's like to work there, and actually teach a class on what is design like at a company um, like a, a New York Times or a, a, a J.P. Morgan Chase or Marriott or one of these companies that that are thinking about being involved in the program. And the um, the students get to hear what life is like at different companies and what's the same and what's different and what's frustrating and what's easy and... They, they can start to learn what the company does and they can start to interact on them. Uh, the, the, some of the projects that the students will work on will actually come from the companies and the companies will have a deal where they'll assign the students the project and if the company likes what the students have done, they'll dedicate IT or engineering resources to actually build it. So the students now get to work with their dev team and they can see in all of its gnarly goodness what um, what working with that dev team is like. And they can decide if that's that's a place they might want to work or not. And the dev team gets to see, and the, and the design team, the, the mentors get to see how that student handles that thing. And what's interesting is we we are we are making a bet. And the bet is that instead of just looking at a portfolio and seeing a lot of end product, that it's more interesting from a hiring manager perspective to follow someone over two years and to see that at the beginning of those two years, they were really green and they didn't know very much, Mm -hmm. but how quickly they were able to pick up sophisticated stuff and what things they excelled at and what things they didn't because that is more likely to predict how they're gonna work in that hiring company's environment than just what's in that end product portfolio at the end of their two years
1: so we're talking about some big patient companies
2: yes yeah this is this is this is not really a startup thing and it's probably not an agency thing i mean the bigger agencies might go for this but we've been focusing on for us we went after a market that was really hard to tackle that it's a market that that um, is really underserved right now, which is if we're going to make the world a better place, we have to do great design inside the big companies. Yes. Banks, uh, health insurance, hospitals. The GEs. The GEs of the world, the the Disneys of the world, the... the um, uh, Facebooks of the world,
1: honestly. Yeah,
2: yeah. You know, we sort of avoided the dot-com world because it's... Cause, Everybody knows how what what those companies do and they think they know how they work inside. But um you know, people don't know what's happening in the wind turbine division of GE and it turns out there's some really cool stuff, really cool design problems happening in wind turbines. There are really cool design problems happening in MRI systems in their healthcare division. There are really cool problems happening in their small motor division, and uh, we want to expose that because what it's very easy to to get excited about, you know, how sexy a Facebook is or a Disney is or something because you see their products and you go, "Oh my gosh, I would so want to work for Disney." I think Facebook is sexy, Jesse.
0: Well, they don't have any problem hiring really amazing people. Yes,
1: but can they keep them?
0: Um, they I know some people who have stayed there longer than I expected them to. Like? Um, I don't want to name names, but I mean... I
1: know, that was an awful question.
0: I don't think that Facebook has um, a hard time hiring um, engineers and designers. I mean partially because like they are located in San Francisco, they pay out the ass. Uh, and it's just like it's a very well-known company and they they I see a lot of like wired articles and stuff that's like talking about how great it is to work there.
1: Yeah, I don't I mean I don't want to belabor this point too yeah. much. The reason I tossed Facebook into the mix because is because they're so large at this point and have such a ridiculous reach.
2: Yeah, no. And what we're trying to do is create an environment where students learn how to see the sexy in unsexy projects (laughs) so if you're handed a project that's like an inventory system for a museum to track all of its artifacts Mm -hmm. on the outset that could sound really dull
1: actually that sounds really sexy well see
2: that's just it for a lot of folks who are who are just coming out of school that doesn't sound as sexy as an app right. you know that goes yo mm-hmm. yo so yo jared yo yo so so the so yo so it's it's um do you flick left or flick right to go yo
0: i just think it's low hanging fruit making funny yo well
1: yeah mm. and
0: <laughs> that's all
1: Okay. You, wait a minute! Did you guys work on that?
0: No. Okay. No, I literally like I didn't know. I had to Google it today because I saw somebody talking about it. I like looked at the app and then it was like I don't know. This just seems like another another app. They get money. I have no idea.
2: Probably.
1: Yeah. That's the part we're making fun of.
2: Are they going to get acquired by Snapchat?
0: Yeah, but so many so many Yo Snapchat. Yo Snapchat. So many people make money on silly things.
1: I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's a problem
0: yeah yeah i i don't know i yeah i don't know i just think the yo thing is just like uh, it's not it's not bad enough to uh,
1: have you moved into nema
0: no i can't afford to live there
1: okay it's
0: very expensive i live in the tenderloin mike
1: i know
2: <laughs> all right yo um the what was i talking about so we, sexy
1: sexy this, p- we were talking about sexy stuff right? at big companies. Big, sexy stuff that so, other people might not think is sexy.
2: Right, right. So, you know, mortgage processing systems or... Not sexy. Yeah, except that they are, right? Because there's a lot of really sort of subtlety and nuance in the design problems that you sure. have to deal with and the constraints. and, and So we want to sort of train the students to be able to look at a project initially say, I don't understand why this is interesting, but then really get into it and be able to be really passionate about these projects like uh, data analysis of the sensors coming out of a wind turbine, Mm -hmm. right? And really, really say, oh, wow, I could use some really cool visualization techniques. I I could create some graphs. I could actually shave maintenance costs down because we can optimize the way the turbine works by looking at this data and making some intelligent decisions. I can um save the lives of people who have to climb up the giant th- towers to replace them by, you know, only sending them up when they absolutely need to go and not when they don't. and and so um uh, there's there's all sorts of of opportunities to, to really look at problems and say, "Hey, I'm I'm actually adding value to the world by working on this thing that, on the surface, doesn't feel very sexy," mm-hmm. and uh, and we feel like if we can do that, then the, the things like f- that are sort of sexy, like working on some cool gadget at Google or some 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 aspect of Facebook that you know lets you do photos better. That's, an, that's a that's well hanging fruit. That's right. that's a no brainer. This
1: stuff is important. Yeah. And the people doing it
2: should know what they're doing. Right. Right. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, I mean, if you can make a mortgage application process that lets people who are ready to buy a house get into a situation that they will be able to afford and clearly explains to them what to expect from all these crazy rules that mortgages have to follow, that's that's actually a sort of cool project, you know, and and how do you how do you take the arcane thinking behind mortgages and bring it down to the level so that so that someone who's buying their home for the first time doesn't get underwater immediately because they they took on a mortgage they shouldn't have taken on
1: yeah i mean one of the things that excites me about projects is that when i first hear about them they kind of make me cringe yeah and that's because they're explaining something that's that's painful right like applying for a mortgage right because that's to, to a lot of people and to, to me that feels like a really painful process or student loans for example that doesn't feel fun to anybody mm-hmm. but so many people have to do it and it shouldn't be painful so we have an opportunity to make that less painful
2: yeah yeah I mean the 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 thing that a designer brings to the table when they do a really good job is is they Eliminate the frustration, and they increase the delight right. from that experience. And being able to look at a mortgage application and say, "Wow, that's not a big deal. I completely understand what's going on here, and I can see that if I buy a house under this price, I so totally can afford that, mm-hmm. and I will be in a good shape at the end of the at the end of my mortgage that I'll you know I will not feel like I've killed myself to get to this point. Um, uh, that's cool, right? You know reducing student debt, reducing uh, consumer debt, uh, those are important societal problems right
1: now.. Yep. And the big prom- one of the big promises of the internet was that it was going to take all of these very opaque processes that were in the hands of you know experts, like mortgage brokers, and put them in a place where we could actually see them. Yes, and interact with them ourselves and do it ourselves. And we have to make those things as easy to use as possible.
2: Yeah. Back to your school. Yes.
1: So do I go to center center after having
2: gone to college or? Yeah. You probably have have been working for a few years. Okay. So you you may have gone to college. You may have been self-taught. But you're now working for a few years. And what you're doing is you're... um, uh, Basically, you're you're ready for a career change. So you may already be in the design field. Okay. You could be someone who has been doing visual design for a while, but and would like to do more user experience, more interaction design, maybe some user research, uh, maybe some information architecture. But you your boss doesn't want you to move, and therefore uh, uh, doesn't doesn't give you those opportunities. Mm-hmm. We, I hear that story a lot. You might be a print designer who wants to do more interactive digital stuff. Mm-hmm. You might be a user researcher who would like to learn how to actually create the designs instead of just research them. Uh, mm-hmm. You might be a front-end designer who, or developer who likes coding this stuff but really wants to try their hand at creating the screens and, and making that work. Do you, do you envision a scenario where a company
1: would send somebody to Center Center? For training,
2: it's a two-year program, so it would I mean, be that's a, a hell of a commitment. That's a hell of a commitment. I I think I don't I don't see that right off because you're basically giving that person away for two years, yeah. and then and then, you know, we're not putting any contracts in place. I mean, it could happen with between yeah the company they could work the person, Uh but we're not going to put any commitment contacts and say you know it's not like the GI Bill where you know if you were serving the army for. We'll send you to school, but then you have to serve in the army for two years. Right. This is this is a, um, a a different this this is you go to school and you'll have your pick of these jobs and they'll you know if you're really good, they're gonna be courting you all the way through the program.
1: Cool. And um, if I want to know more about center center.
2: Centercenter.com. C E N T E R C E N T R E. Did you grab the other domain? We've tried. I think we have it. I don't know. (laughs) I'm not in charge of these things.
0: There's probably like a TLD for uh, all spellings of center by now, right? Yes. There's a million TLDs. It's great. You can get Doc Cruz.
1: Why don't we take a moment here to thank this week's sponsor. I love this week's sponsor. This week's sponsor is our good friends at an event apart.
2: I love event apart. It's one of my favorite conferences. It's I go one to of my favorite conferences. I go to almost
1: all of them. And one of the reasons it's one of my favorite conferences is because I get to hang out with you. I feel
2: the same way, Jesse. Why aren't you at an event apart? You should come and hang out with us.
0: When is the next one?
2: It's in DC. Yes. Uh, the, uh, uh, the 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 twenty. Um, it is July twenty-first through twenty-third. In Washington D.C.,
0: but I'm not a web designer. Do you think there would be something for me to learn at an Event Apart?
2: <laughs> you know, I'm not a web designer, and I learn stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you know, Mike Session mm-hmm. is actually like incredibly inspiring, w- award-winning. I might add.
0: Have you won awards for your talk? I got loose sight. You got loose
2: sight. <laughs> yeah, I got did. Loose sight. He he won the .NET best presentation in the entire universe of 2014. They not only compared Earth...
1: 2014 we, forever. Or
2: 2013? 2013, 2014. 14. 14. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they compared uh, presentations from Earth with presentations from Mars and Andromeda. Hmm. And he won out of all of them.
1: It's true. So an event apart is an intensely, would you say intensely? No, I'd say intense. Okay. an intense educational two-day learning session for passionate practitioners of standards-based web design if you care about code as well as content usability as well as design and event apart is the conference you've been waiting for
2: it's a neat conference i what What's neat about it is the variety of the speakers. I think the 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 topics that they've put together this year, which I think they've done a fabulous job this year. The topics have have been really a nice broad um, collection. I it's it's very rare I go and not learn something, and I go to all of them because I speak at at almost all of them. And and um, I uh, sit... you
0: guys are part of the secret circle. Yes, I yes. guess Not secret. The public circle. <laughs> speakers yes
1: the secret circle which you can only find out about by going to the website and seeing everybody's picture jesse no by
0: going to a by going to AEA, right
1: right which if you decide to go to an event apart you can get a $75 discount
0: $75
1: $75 that's a good price that is a good price If you enter A E A Mule when you check out,
0: that's pretty sweet.
1: Maybe
0: I should check it
2: out. A Mule, so that's E Mule.
1: A -A Mule,
2: yo. (laughs) Mule would be how you say it in Spanish. That's right. (laughs) It's it's the imperative verb uh, to disembark a ship. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, I want to thank our sponsor in Event Apart.
0: Thanks in Event Apart.
1: Thank you Event Apart. I will be my next one will be in Chicago. Chicago.
0: Oh, I'm really
2: looking forward to that
1: one. I'm very excited about Chicago. I love Chicago. When is that? I believe that's in August. Fun.
2: Yeah. Uh it is in August. There's a great tapas place that we need to go to when you're there. Topless? Tapas? Tapas. Tapas. I'm hearing topless. <laughs> I'm sorry tapas tapas with, with how many small times plates. that joke
0: i'm sure has been made is there any sort of like strip club slash tapas bar you, oh
2: that would be awesome you
1: are in a bad mood today am i yes Maybe what's that's why. wrong Je- let's all right so- you know it
2: does bring <laughs> a new meaning to the phrase small plates
1: <laughs> let's talk about jesse <laughs> jesse Jessie, what, about me? what can we do to improve your mood?
2: Seriously, in... I can make funny faces. You want to see my radio faces? No.
1: <laughs> What's going on at work?
0: Oh, I'm just working. And it's pretty normal. You know, agency stuff.
2: All right. Agency um, stuff.
0: Have we had anything crazy happen lately?
2: Agency stuff sounds like one of those codes that people say when they don't want to actually tell you what the problem is. Right. I'm having a guy problem. I'm having an agency stuff problem. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just normal agency things. All right. You know, uh, we did get a new. Uh, we signed up for a new, uh, not app, I guess, a web service called Timely. It's been great. I like it very much. It's not contributing to my bad mood. It's helping it. What does it do? Um, it's so the way that I usually kind of manage our team. There's three designers and one developer. Uh, because I hate things like JIRA, um, is that I usually just block time off on their calendars like if they need to be working for a particular client which we have like four or five of it at any given time. Um, but timely basically is like the same kind of thing. It's just like a, a week overview and then you say you need to work four hours on this client and two hours on this client and like do this one other thing on Wednesday and it also so like basically the the web app um, acts as just a little like guide for what you're supposed to be doing and then it also is like uh, at the end of the day it's like hey did you do that thing and you're like yes I did and then it logs the hours for you so it's it's kind of like a nice like scheduler slash hour tracker
1: wait it logs hours for you
0: if you tell it, to, if you tell it that I you worked all that. the, yeah, it's fantastic and it's super simple. It's not like a crazy. It's not like Harvest. It's not very robust, but but that's why I love it because like, if somebody's just like you need to be working on client A like Monday and Tuesday and client B, uh, Wednesday through Friday, you just like you know say like block off the eight hours and then you're like yes I did it yes I did it yes I did it and then the hours are tracked. You can also like go in and like start a timer if you want to track it that way. And then stop the timer when you stop working. Hmm. So, oh, okay, it's it's awesome. We um we did um, some UI labs at Pacific Helm um, during WWDC. We just like opened up our office to designers to come in and do some UI reviews with us. And some of the people that came in were the people that make Timely, and we liked it so much that we started using it. Cool. So yeah, that's neat. Yeah, it's nice. Are you yoing?
1: I,
2: I just downloaded yo.
0: You're gonna, you're gonna get addicted to it. You're gonna be Yo's number one super fan. You're gonna
2: use it an hour before you go to work every morning.
0: Yeah, Yo, is it on the App Store? You can just download it. Is this just called Yo? I don't even know anything yeah. about it. Yo,
1: I've, it's, it does that really well.
2: well. That's good. It's got a spinner. A spinner. <laughs> well, you know, it's gotta load all the logic.
0: Oh God, I love <laughs> the icon is just a solid color. That's hilarious. It's something Louis has been wanting to do forever.
1: How is Louie? Louie? Louie's doing well. I don't know about Louie. I don't know Louie. <laughs> we should talk about Louie. Louie? Louie Louie Louie. Louie's one of our favorite we gotta topics go now. here.
0: <laughs> Louie is my delightful um co-founder at Pacific Helm. He Oh, I've heard
2: you talk about Louie. He's
0: one of the loudest people. Like uh, like just audibly, like he's very loud. I think that like really There's something loud. something messed up with his throat. No, 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 no. I mean He's, he just speaks very loudly.
1: You emote. I it's emote. Very, you, it's very practiced, though. Yeah. Is that what snakes do? No, that's molt. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. that's was volcanoes He's do. like
0: figuratively <laughs> and literally loud. Didn't you say your Wi-Fi is bad in here? Why are you it trying is... to load stuff? <laughs> <laughs> um, we don't need to talk about Louie. I shipped him away this week. He's a boarding school with some clients. Uh, having a great time, I assume. All right. Um,
2: boarding school?
0: Oh, he's just on site with clients in another state right now. So
2: You call that boarding
1: school? Think of
0: it like boarding school.
1: Did you find a new office yet? No. you
0: moving? No. I think that we might just have to move into a storage unit for a little while. How many of you are there? Five.
2: What happened to your old office?
0: Um. Well, I work in a building called the Phelan Building, which is one of the, I think, two or three or... I don't know, there's a several like flat iron style buildings in San Francisco, and this is one of the larger ones, or if not the largest in San Francisco. And um, um, they have been converting, slowly converting all of the floors to open office plans for startups. Um, and so our floor, the seventh floor, was the last one. It's, and it's mostly like jewelers and tailors, and there's like a nail salon, just very small businesses. Um, and our, our, um, our floor just got acquired by Credit Karma. So they're kicking us all out.
2: —Oh, that sucks. —Yeah. —And you've been paying your rent and mm-hmm. well, good just, tenants?
0: —Yeah, I mean, all of the people on the floor. It's kind of, I was reading um, <laughs> was reading an interesting Medium post about it today. Medium also works in our building. I think they're on the, I don't know, the top floor. Um, but some of the You'd people— think the
2: Medium would be on the middle floor. —You'd think.
0: —I think that yeah. they also have a middle floor, or Obvious does.
2: Because. Upper limit would be on the top floor, right? Yeah. Medium. My stats class tells me that medium is in the middle.
0: Yeah, I know, I know. Um, But I read a really interesting history of the building because it used to be kind of like this mall type retail mecca um, that was all glitzy and it had like this cool like outside. kind of like marquee and all these shops on the the ground and the second level, the arcade. Um, And it was mostly a building of jewelers. And so like that was kind of the community. And so it's interesting because like you see like on my floor, like it's just, it's, you know, like brown office doors um, that you can't really see into and it is a ton of tiny buildings and so over the years um, I, I, I'm not sure if there are any of the original businesses like that have been there the entire time but like um, they kind of have been getting squeezed out of the building and so like the seventh floor was the last separate offices floor sad my nail salon is on that floor and now I won't get to work on the same floor as my manicures
1: that is sad that's
0: the most sad part They've been there, I think that that, I know that those shop owners, it's a woman, it's a lady that owns it, and she's been in that building for like 23 years. So it's crazy that she has to, I mean, move. That's, you know, times change,
1: but. This is what's happening here. Mm-hmm.
2: It's uh. It's gonna be like everyone gets forced out of every floor that they're on.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's not end on a sad note. I know. Let's end on a happy note. On happy a happy
0: note. note. What good thing has been happening lately? <laughs>
1: wow. I got a Wii U.
0: Because of Mario Kart?
1: Yeah, to play Mario Kart. I saw you tweeting about that. Sure is
2: fun.
0: I haven't played it? it yet. I've yep. seen it. What
2: makes it different than the just the old Wii Mario Kart?
0: It's a new it's a new game. There's many Mario Karts.
2: I know, but I, 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 I will admit I have not spent as much time with Mario Kart as I probably should. But but, what, what, is the Wii U, what does the Wii U bring to the table that, that you didn't get before?
1: Well, the graphics are better.
2: Because it's a higher yeah. graphic mm-hmm. processor. Yeah.
1: But mostly what makes it fun is that because it's a new Mario Kart game, my kid is willing to play it. Ah. So... I got him to, to come out of his room. I get him to come out of his room for, like, four races a day.
0: Ooh. I know. It's pretty good.
1: Pretty good for 17.
0: I, uh, there's also a new Zelda coming out for Wii U, which I think between Zelda and Mario Kart, like, maybe it's time for me to make the, the plunge.
1: Make the plunge, Jesse. <laughs> I've never played Zelda.
0: What?
2: Go. Oh. Is
0: Zelda's it? a really good video game.
2: All it's a puzzle game, right? You have to do these puzzles.
0: It's an adventure game. What? How do you
2: I know nothing about this. I'm 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 I tend to live my my adventures IRL.
0: you you play um you play a boy named Link and you have and Princess Zelda is in trouble uh-huh. and you have to save her. Sometimes she helps you. Uh, I think is is part of her progress. trouble
2: involved being underwater in a mortgage she shouldn't have gotten into in the first place.
0: No, um, it takes place in a um, a mythical time and place when so mortgages aren't in, an issue. It's in the land of Hyrule, um, and often what the issue is is that um, Ganondorf wants to rule Hyrule, and so he like tries to off Zelda or like... Yeah, he's an asshole. He's an asshole. He's really tall and he has like gross skin. Um, Are
2: you so, sure it's
1: not just pixelated?
2: <laughs> no, I think is, it's is, gross it's, it's a, skin. It's, it's a dermatological ego issue. It's okay. kind of
0: like green. Um... And often there are there are all of the different kind of lands within within Hyrule, all the different areas. So there's like the water area and the mountain area, things that represent you know different types of elements, not in the not in like the you know chemical element way, but um, just different types of lands. You uh, sometimes you have a horse named Epona you can ride around on. Um, you have things like a bow and arrow and like a sword, and you know you you fight um, monster type things. Um, hmm. it's a very fun game all of them all of them are very well done have you played anything like a like a Final Fantasy like an RPG type video game before I have not role-playing games um, well they're good they take a lot of time so I might not recommend at this point in your life getting into them but just know that like you've been missing out for a I have really definitely long time. been missing
2: out it, it's it's
0: do you play any video games iPhone games Digital um, games, iPhone games. Mm-hmm. IPhone what are games? your iPhone games?
2: Um, I play threes,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, for which I've learned today that I am not very good at threes.
0: I can give you some tips. I will take them. Um, what else? What else do you got?
2: Uh, I actually play the the ancient game of Go. It's a uh, it's like chess except it's it's little stones. All right. And I play that a lot. Is that different from Yo? It's different than Yo. Okay. Because the Yo is not ancient. Well, I guess Yo is sort of ancient, but the the app is not ancient since it just came out this week. But no, the, the game of Go is uh, uh, it's a Japanese style chess game. Fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I played it as a kid and then got into it, and then I play uh, I play online diplomacy.
0: Does that mean? I get um, called
1: answering Jeffrey's emails. Oh, I was going to say, does it mean following <laughs> Mike
0: on Twitter?
2: Yeah, well, there's that too. But uh, 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 or or trying to figure out how to reply to United oh. social media tweets.
0: Uh, I still have to contact United about getting a refund for a ticket. Uh,
1: that was the whiniest voice you've ever used on the show. Are you not
2: looking forward to contacting United?
0: um, They canceled a flight, and I ended up having to buy, like, a $1,400 flight because, like, I was in Canada, and I ended up with a $300 phone bill because I was on hold with their support. And then I had to buy the flight because I got disconnected. And so now I'm just, like, $1,600 in the hole on a flight. And I, like, tried contacting them, and they didn't really contact me back and now i have to like do the thing where i have to get all mean and figure out uh, let me talk to your supervisor i don't know be mean i know
1: be mean i'm not i'm okay i want to hear hear if you can be mean
0: i mean i'm fine being mean that's not
1: mean i want to hear it
0: no i don't (laughs) it's not the right time
2: um we're, we're not gonna roll it's play just
0: them. like you gotta I'm, tr-
2: I'm trying to role play it you
0: gotta pump yourself up for that
2: hello my name is Marsha. i'm i'm with united how can i help you today
0: can and i just play the go. fuck you pay me
1: <laughs> no, no i want to hear your version all right right, no, let's start. no i over can't Jared. do it right now united I can't. lady <sighs> and jesse you be you and go
2: Thank you for calling United. My name is Marsha. How can I help this you today? This is like giving
0: me anxiety right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I haven't called them yet. It's because like I just don't. I just I just can't even. That's what it is. I know that I say that too much now. That's like an internet meme, right? I don't know. I just can't even.
2: I. What <sighs> what? The trick to interacting with United is to just be super nice and say. You know you keep telling me you guys are the friendly skies can Can you help me understand what's friendly about this particular situation and just say things like if if you were the one who had to buy the fourteen hundred dollar ticket uh, uh, uh what would you do?
0: Yeah, yeah
2: uh. yeah, it sounds miserable. <laughs>
0: I just want to, can I, I'm sure there's like some sort of a a startup in San Francisco that will handle this phone call for me for like five bucks, right? I'll do it for you. For five bucks? Yeah. That'd be great. I'll just, I'll send you my ticket number and my credit card
1: information. I'll do it from a bar. (laughs) All right. We should wrap this up because I got to go make this call to United.
0: Oh God. Jared. Hello, my name is Marcia. I'm never gonna be allowed on an airplane again. All right,
1: let's do this. Marcia, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine. What can I help you with today? Hey, listen, I got a ticket, and my flight was canceled. And then I was on hold with you guys for like ten hours, and I ended up having to buy a ticket for sixteen hundred bucks. So you that need to, I need to get awful. a refund. Thank you. Uh, it was pretty awful, and I, I need a refund now.
2: A refund of the original ticket? or No, no, t- no,
1: no, 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 no. No, I need a refund on the more expensive $1,600 ticket that I had to buy because you canceled my original flight. Okay.
2: Well, I'm going to put you on hold for a second. I'll be right back with you.
1: Uh, actually, Marcia, I only have five minutes, and I need to get this done fairly quickly. Um, why don't we just take care of this right
2: now, and you won't have to go on hold. Uh, Okay. Well, I'm going to go make clickety-quackety noises on my keyboard while I just sort of go, hmm, for a moment. Beep,
0: beep, beep. You were disconnected. Mm. Now you have to call again. You're going to get somebody new.
2: Hello, my name is Bud. Hey, Bud. (laughs) I was
1: just talking to Marcia, and she was in the middle of processing a refund for me when we got disconnected. Yeah. Can I verify that that refund actually went through, please?
2: Hold on, I have to type on the quickity clackity noises from my keyboard. I'll get back to you.
0: And you have to listen to some mangled version of Rhapsody in Blue on the hold. Oh
2: my gosh, I get a, I, Gershwin used to be my favorite performer. I am now. I now freak out whenever I hear. Rhapsody. Right,
0: yeah, it. because it's like United Support. Line. Well,
2: it's like the same eight bars. Uh,
0: Boom.
1: All right. When we're all making noises, it's time to go. Jared, thank you once again for being on our show. It is, as always, a delight. Thank you for having me. It's, it's
2: as always, delightful for me.
0: Oh, thanks. Yo.
1: Yo. <laughs> Yo.
2: Jesse, I hope you feel
1: better next week. <laughs>